welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Craft Beer Chronicles. And with me today is one of the most fun-loving SOBs I have ever met since, well, my entire life. Sir, please introduce yourself. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? Lee Samway's uh, home brewer, avid beer lover. Uh, I like to smile a lot. That is very true, and he and he and he frames that smile on just a glorious beard. If if you haven't if you haven't if you listened to the last episode, I seem to have this running trend of uh, really knowledgeable beer guests with fantastic uh, facial hair. Yeah, you know, uh, I uh, I didn't like it at first, but it kept growing on me. Just like craft beer, I'm guessing. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, that's a stupid joke. <laughs> oh come on, there's there's no stupid jokes. If you're trying to make someone laugh, oh, it's shoot. it's my personal. It's my personal philosophy, and anybody who knows me knows I tell the worst jokes in the world. But enough of a segue. We are here to talk about craft beer. And thank you again. You introduced yourself perfectly. Homebrewer, Home and brewer. what I think might have been the best title I've ever heard in my entire life, personally described to you to me by you, <laughs> head volunteer at Central Coast Craft Brewery. Yes, uh, head volunteer at Central Coast um, Brewing here in the Central Coast, San Luis Obispo. Uh, I got lucky. I got really lucky. I <laughs> got the uh, got the job that doesn't pay you anything, and you get to uh, drink all the beer you want. Pays you in liver damage. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, it pays you in liver damage and really twirly heads. Well, Lee, I really appreciate you coming on here. You know, you're probably putting your professional life at risk by doing this, but hey, only 20 people will probably listen to you. <laughs> 20 very valued listeners, by the way. Thank you. You know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So, into the hard-hitting questions, um, what got you into craft beer? What was your gateway beer? My gateway beer? Uh, my gateway beer was actually one of my top three beers that, I, that I've ever enjoyed. And, and the reason it's a top three beer is because, you know, for me, those beers are all something that kind of had an emotional connection with me. Not necessarily the best beers I've ever had, but beers that stood out to me emotionally or like spiritually more than just flavor-wise. And the one that really unlocked that segment of my brain in terms of craft beer was uh, one that I had while I was on vacation. I was in New York City and uh, staying in the Lower East Side and I went to this little jazz bar and it was just one of those nights where you're just doing weird new fun things and you know I've always kind of like enjoyed beer just like a guy Um, and this place didn't have any just normal beer so I said well what's good and the waitress who happened to be there said oh let me let me give you this one. It's it's called a Left Hand Brewing Milk Stout. And I said, hey, uh, what the hell is a Milk Stout? You know, I don't even know what that is. And, uh, and you know, she brought it over and it was just this, it was like a stout that I, you know, I'd had stouts before, but this one was like nothing I'd ever had before. It was just, whoa, this is so, so different. And I don't know if it was the flavors were so different or the environment was so different or just the fact that I was in New York and just stuff was just, the whole situation was different, but it all seemed to kind of work together. And it unlocked this little part of my brain that was like, beer can be more than just Coors Light and Coronas with limes and, uh, you know, some Guinness every now and again. <laughs> and uh, ever since then, it's been a slippery slope. For the serious part, that was amazing. That is the best answer to that question I have ever heard. Well, you've only on... had two podcasts so far. Uh, no, not on any of mine. I've heard other... I've stolen this. Like, let's not be fair. I'm not the most original motherfucker there is, but that was the best answer to any of those I've ever heard. Oh, well, cool, and man. also, now I can never ask it again because nothing's ever going to top that. I'm sure somebody will cut this Oh, up. my gosh. No, that was... Yeah. That makes me feel like a piece of shit. Mine... 
like mine was nothing special. It's like I'm tired of drinking Keystone Light out of a keg. So I <laughs> think it was uh, Firestone DBA. Yeah, but I mean, luckily for you, you you discovered craft beer later or earlier in life. You know, this was back when I was thirty something years old. You know, thirty years oldish, and only then was I making the transition from just normal slobberly beer drinker into a slobberly craft beer drinker. <laughs> There's that slight distinction that slight matters. Slight distinction. It matters. Yeah, it you have an untapped page. That's the difference. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, going off what you just said, though, I know we kind of back and forth, uh, left hand, uh, milk stout. Mm-hmm. What would you say the other two beers are that are your p- personal top three favorites? I find it kind of difficult. I know a lot of people that I talk to find it kind of difficult to narrow it down. But the fact that you have such a set three is really impressive and kind of rare in this community. Yeah, well... I don't know if I want to tell you now because you told me I was you're going to be picked later, which one I wanted to murder and kill and drink or something like that. Sir, if, if you're worried, I will make you do a binge bong bail on these three beers. I will not. You okay, are fine. No, it's okay. I would, I would happily binge bong bail any of these beers. Um, they all have a story like that. You know, it's not... That was the thing. Like, So I have a top ten list of beers that I think are just awesome. They just taste great. And... But these top three beers, you know, it's not in order of one, two, three or anything. And they'll just never be replaced because they all have some kind of connection behind them. And uh, the other one I'm sure you've heard of uh, that's on that top three list is going to be Pliny the Elder, which you made the face. So (laughs) I can tell you've had it before. Um, It's a great IPA, you know. It's not the best IPA out there right now in terms of West Coast, but... It is a great IPA, and and the reason it's on that is because that was one of the, uh, well, that was the first beer that I ever looked for. It was the first one that I was like, it was like the initiation of just getting beer here and there to like, I, I want to go get this. I keep hearing about it. I want to go seek it down or find it. And so I was up in the area, and I traveled an extra hour out of my way just to go to the brewery at Russian River and wait in the 45-minute line at the time when I went. And this was for the elder, not the younger. Right. <laughs> this is just the elder. And um, get in there and, like, get the elder and try the blind pig, all the other ones, too. But it was really the, the point of the elder that was uh, that first that first uh, go-out-and-get-it kind of beer. So that one will always have that special meaning to me now. And I've done many search-and-find beers since then, but that was the first. You know, it's like your first love, kind of. Uh, and then the third one, which, like, again, they're not in any particular order. But the third one I actually brought tonight. It's from our local brewery at Central Coast Brewing. And it's called Catch 23. It's a black rye IPA. It's 7.5%. <laughs> and this particular little growler was filled on 4.3%. 2017. Of course, that's not when it was caked. But. Four, three. Why, why that's today, Lee. <laughs> my, my goodness. We better drink this little growl. Um, yes, we will. Whether it be so, on microphone or off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. So this little guy, you know, um, this Cash 23, that was, um, you know, this whole craft beer scene is so so local driven. It's so like, uh, you know, what's your neighborhood brewery? What's... Obviously, we have Firestone. That's like the Central Coast Brewery. That's the big guy we got around here. Um, but as I started to learn more about beer and enjoy more about more and more beers, you know, you kind of, you kind of, I kind of made a game of it, if you will. I went to every single brewery on Central Coast, and I said, "Which one's the best? You know, which one's the best brewery around here?" 
And of course, as I think you've learned by now, uh, I feel like Central Coast Brewing is the best brewery on the Central Coast um, because of their innovation and all their fun stuff. Well, at the time, what was the best beer that they made for, for my palate? And it was the Catch-23, you know, the Black Eye IPA. And there was just something about it, something that was kind of unique and interesting and new. And, and I've seen it knocked off at a bunch of different places now. But, you know, it's still just for me one of those classics. And that was my first favorite local beer from a craft brewery. So I mean, that, those, are the, those are the three stories. That's the ones that um, are irreplaceable to me. Man, thank you for sharing that. I, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you bringing the, uh, the, the, the growler of Catch-23. I oh, yeah. tried it again for the first time at the 19th anniversary party for Central Coast, which we can talk about in a little bit. And I was honestly, I feel like I've had it in the past, mm-hmm. but I tried it and kind of almost like trying it for the first time. That is an amazing beer. It is. And CCB is, they're, you know, they're always perfecting everything. You know? oh, yeah. So like you may have had um, this Cast 23 before, but it might not be the same one you had two years ago. You know, they're always tweaking something around. I have very, very minimal friends because obviously, you know, it's hearsay or hearsay. But with um, Firestone stopped producing the Wookie Jack, their Black Rye IPA. I know a lot of people were upset. I have a friend of mine, Grant, who that was his favorite beer, him and his dad. But when I had this, I was like, I've got my Black Rye IPA down. <laughs> I'm not necessarily missing that. Like, yeah, that's now not I, a big loss. Now I don't I have, do to have worry good about news it. for your friend's dad, however. Oh, well, what is that? They're going to be producing, or I hear they'll be producing that still at the Venice location. Okay. So it'll be available at all tap rooms. Okay. I will so. make sure to tag him and his dad when I post this one. Yeah. And you can, uh, you know, go to the brewery, get him a growler or something, and send it out in his direction. He's getting married soon, so that probably would be a cheap, yeah. good gift for him. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't work at Firestone. I have no affiliation there. This is just what I may have heard from some people. Possibly no, he perhaps. speaks 100% of the truth, and if you... And if, and if he's wrong, you can find him at one two three four Fake Street. Yeah, <laughs> lies, all lies. Yes, I live at one two three four Never Ending Street. Um, no, I, <laughs> I again going off one of the ones you listed that Planet of the Elder story. I definitely can relate to that. Not necessarily uh, Planet of the Elder, although when I first I've seen that in San Luis Obispo once. Oh yeah, at High Street. At High Street Deli, yep. where they sell it for sixteen dollars a yep. pint, and you bet your sweet ass I bought one. And you bet their sweet ass they sell out in the first three hours of getting it. Oh so. yeah, and they get it, and they put a sign up that says one per person. Yeah. I admit, you know, I'm not a saint or anything, but the first one was around again my friend Grant's birthday. Mm-hmm. My friend Grant is kind of one of the people that helped me become who I am in beer drinking. So mm-hmm. we share a lot of stories together. Um, he, he was around his birthday. I was able to surprise him with some Planet of the Elder, which we had heard about so many different times. Delicious then, beer. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, when you go to the brewery up there, I think it. I think it's two cases limit per person. I think. I forget. I know I got one case, um, but even then, like that's still, I think it's like five or six bucks a bottle at the brewery for one case. So it gets expensive. You know, you bring that guy down and next thing you know, all your friends are really trying to hang out <laughs> hey guy uh, easy. <laughs> i'm really excited for russian river because of this last year we kind of had a half-assed attempt to or discussion of going up for finally the younger mm-hmm. and just nobody could really do it and i'm not driving three and a half hours to go drink by myself so part of it is either do you want to like do the authentic experience and do the the six hour wait in the line and, and get in there and um 
you know, to have it in the brewery. A little secret trip, trick, trick I heard was to um, find the restaurants and bars that are going to be carrying it. And you can just pop into one of those guys instead, you know, bada bing. Well, I'm really excited because around the time that I was doing this research, I found out that Russian River is currently doing an expansion and they're opening up a second kind of, um, I don't want to say brewery, but brew house, mm-hmm. or like where they're going to be, you know, producing. And they've kind of expressed that they will also have this one open available for plenty of the younger cool. ones. So you're going to have two different locations nice. to go to, which... I know they get a lot of flack from all their neighbors, so they might be trying to get yeah. some people away from the original brew house, I guess. Yeah, it's trying to, trying to fan those flames of upset people. Like, oh, Which customers. is like, oh, a line for my business? Has that ever been a bad thing? I don't yeah. know, but I guess maybe some people don't like it. We need to get some damn street vendor carts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That would be perfect, just a taco, sh- little taco shop like right. outside when you're waiting for beer. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right. So thank you very much for sharing those stories. Those are all legitimately fantastic stories and all really fantastic <laughs> beers. You like them. <laughs> um, so when did it transition from, I'm a huge fan of craft beer, to I want to do this myself? Like, I know we talked beforehand. You said you've been homebrewing for four years now. Yeah. That's really amazing. It's a little while. Not too long. I know guys who've been homebrewing for 30 years, you know? That's true, but, you know, you got to figure after a batch or two that goes from, I'm going to try this, to a legitimate hobby that you care oh, about. Oh, my entire garage is converted into a brewery. I want a garage. I yeah. want to give it a shot. The whole garage is literally all just one brewery. It's awesome. So so at what point were you like, you know what, I want to give this a shot myself? You know, it sounds, I don't want to keep bringing up CCB, because, like, do I feel it, like there's other it. great breweries around here that lean to also talk about but but i'm gonna blame my homebrewing uh, career if you want to call it on ccb because back in the day they used to have this little program called brewmaster for a day mm-hmm. and what you would do is you'd drink a bunch of beer and you'd save your bomber bottles and then you would go in with all your bomber bottles and you'd say i want to be the brewmaster for a day and they'll and they'll say oh well pick a recipe right and you can brew the beer on this little system they had there. And then they ferment it and you bottle it up and you can make your own labels and you get to bring it home, hand it out to your friends, all this cool stuff, right? The brew on premise is what it was called. And um, I heard about it when I was hanging out there one day from one of the bartenders. Uh, actually, his name was Jason. He still works there. Mr. Clean looking guy. Okay. And I said, that is awesome. I want to do that. And so I started saving up bottles. And... Um, when I got close to getting ready, I went back in and I said, um, so how does this work? And I said, oh, you just got to pick a recipe or you can find one online if you want. And so I thought, oh, I'll go online. Right. And I had just um, heard or seen a video about Obama or not Obama himself, but his cook or something like that, that does home brewing in the White House and they make their own beer in the White House. That's awesome. And I said, that's cool. How fun would it be to have, like, the same beer that the White House has, you know? Just, like, oh, this is the beer that's in the White House, you know? So I started thinking, you know, Google's our friend. Let's go online and let's find this recipe. Because it's got, I mean, it's got to be on there somewhere, right? Type in White House beer recipe. Sure enough, this website pops up that that any home brewer is familiar with. It's called northernbrewer.com. Every single home brewer out there knows about this website. It's like the online resource, basically. And they had this kit uh, for one gallon, one gallon of beer. It was like $55 or something like that. 
it was an extract brew, which means you don't have to mash your grains or anything like that. You just pour in syrup and you boil it and you add some hops. Oh, some special, some specialty grains. You like like a tea bag kind of specialty grains thing. Mm-hmm. Super easy, right? One little gallon. You got all the shit at home. It's cheap, and I'm thinking, why am I going to spend, you know, four hundred bucks to do this when maybe I'll just do it at home really quick for for super cheap and even see if it's any fun. So I decided to make the small investment first, and got this little one gallon kit, which ended up being the most expensive batch of beer I ever made because it kind of started the uh, started that toilet that money toilet, you know, where it's like, oh no, this is fun. Next thing you know, it's like I did I did one batch of one gallon beer, and I said that's ten bottles. That's not enough. So I jumped up to five like immediately. Went to Doc's Cellar down the road, grabbed a starter homebrew kit with five gallons, and just started pumping out a lot of extract in the five gallon scale. And then uh, from there, moved into the, um, the all grain and bigger and bigger boilers and bigger and bigger toys and now it's a uh, 10 gallons a batch so um that's a it's a healthy amount of brew <laughs> i don't think i want to go over 10 gallons right now <laughs> yeah so but yeah ccb's fault totally ccb's fault so would you saying that well oh, sorry what was it that one gallon made 10 bottles you said about yeah about 10 bottles so right now whenever you brew a batch you're making about 100 bottles of beer um mm, well you would think is it 99 bottles of beer? Can we start singing the song? <laughs> yes. It's 99 bottles of beer, beer in the garage. 99 <laughs> bottles of beer. You drink one down and drink it up. <laughs> Brew another really batch. You up. Up. <laughs> yeah. um, so a gallon's 128 ounces. You know, so, you know, do the math. But you have, you have loss. Every step of the process, you're going to have loss. So, it, you know, it'd be nice to have 100 bottles. But it comes out to about... Um, last big run I did was about... Four cases of bombers, so forty-eight, twenty-two, uh, somewhere in there. It, it changes every time. Yeah, I normally just throw a couple of kegs and just suck off the tit. So, <laughs> sage advice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> bowling's a pain in the ass. Just throw it a keg and call it good. Uh, that's a sound bit of advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice would you give to yourself who was just now knowing what you know four years down the road? What advice would you give to yourself when you were just starting? Slash, what advice would you give to anybody who is interested in starting at home brewing? Um, all grain is not that difficult. So, you know, I had this big hump of like, I was doing extract and extract, getting all my stuff from Northern Brewer or sometimes at Doc's. Doc's Cellar is a local homebrew shop. And um, I had this like thought in my head that, you know, I'd like to read the science and learn about how stuff works. And, and there's so much science behind just mashing and doing the all grain that you think that you have to understand all of it before you just start doing it and that's totally not the case you don't have to understand alpha amylase and all these little details you can just start doing it (laughs) you know you can figure out the details later you're gonna if you if you follow some of the instructions you're gonna make good beer you know you can understand the science and tweak it later so i i feel like i wasted um probably 10 to 12 batches on just extract, which is no fun. You know, make, make it good. Make it, make it right. Are you uh, keen on giving each of your beers names? And would you say it's harder to make the beer or come up with a good name? That goes yeah, well it's way it? harder to come up with a good name. What, what's, the, what's the name for one of your beers that you're just most proud of? 
Um, well, uh, one of the ones that kind of named itself was Dead Mouse IPA, and um, it's not because a dead mouse got into it's the not country. because of a, like a techno DJ. <laughs> it's because uh, we were brewing it and going in the garage one day. Actually, my buddy Brian and I go in the garage to get a you know fill up a glass, and you had that smell. You go, what is that? Like, oh, it smells like a dead mouse, you know. And it was a dead mouse in the garage somewhere. I didn't know where it was, but anyways, that's how that beer got named because the garage smelled like a dead mouse at the time. Hopped with dead mice. Yeah, dry hopped with dead mice. The dry hopped with dead mice. In fact, the label has a dead mouse on it. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, I was gonna say, hopefully it's Mickey Mouse, but that's probably some copyright shit. You don't want. Yeah, it's a little it. too close to the DJ. <laughs> so it's actually spelled dead mouse, like a dead mouse, not okay. a dead mouse DJ. Um. I made a save a saison a little while ago that I thought was really awesome, and named it Longview. Had a really cool label on that one, but you know sometimes it's just like you have to let the beer name itself. I feel like you know once you make it a couple times, it'll start figuring out a name. Start being easier. Yeah, or no, I mean the beer will. You know, <laughs> you just you make a beer, make a beer, be like oh, whatever that is, let's just drink it. It's good, you know. And then someday you'll be like, hey, this, you should call this something. Hard. I feel like my kids are going to be named something stupid, like, I don't know. Sam Leeways? Um, yeah, Sam Leeways. Something lame. <laughs> <laughs> That's a badass name. Yeah, Sam Leeways. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, hopefully it's not as difficult as picking out a name for a podcast, because surprise, lots of them are already fucking taken. Yeah, uh, same with beer names. <laughs> a lot yeah. of those are already taken. That's, that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. At least all the good ones. Yep. If you're going to... You can steal another beer's name if you your beer is just better than theirs. I've I've found that out. There's, is that right? There's not like legally standing point, but I feel like I've seen yeah, ones. So like, I oh, there's another one. So like, I think there was a couple of juice box heroes from different. I could breweries. imagine that uh, that jury when you go to the the uh, lawsuit and they go, well, which beer is better? The jury. That'd be a good. That'd be a good. That'd be a good jury. That'd be, be a great jury summons to have. And like, I don't know. I have to try them again. Um. Feel like <laughs> I like that. I like that you bring up that you uh, brewed a saison. Because for me personally, I, I just I've had a couple that I like a little bit, but saison's always the weird thing for me. And I always like doing more research into this and definitely talking with more home brewers. I think this is this is really interesting. Um, since you started home brewing, are there styles of beers that you appreciate more now? And that knowing like what it goes into it slash, are there beers from breweries that you're like, hey, I tried to make this style like before. I thought this beer was alright, but then realizing how tough it is to make one. I like uh, this one a lot. Coors Light, believe it or not, that's a son of a bitch to make. Yeah, you would think, oh, Coors Light, easy. No, it's got it's it's so it's so like flavorless that any little fuck up is completely obvious. So it like really when they make that, they are making a perfect beer. It's like very well well made. It's light American Lager in general is the is probably one of the hardest beers to make. Undoubtedly, for that very reason, um, my buddy Jeff had a birthday. I said, "Jeff, what kind of, you know, I can make any beer you want for your birthday. What do you want?" This guy's not a craft beer guy. He's just, he's just a bro. Oh, uh, you can make Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can make Coors Light. <laughs> so uh, I made, I put my hand at it, and it came out. Um, I didn't want it to be super Coors Lighty, so I, I, I kind of tweaked it a little bit. And, you know, it became really obvious that the the grain bill was a little off, you know, 
Um, and once the grain builds off, if you don't have your hops right, it's not going to balance correctly. So it was a little grainier than it should have been. And then, and then one of the carboys, which is what we ferment in, mm-hmm. um, I was testing all the time because that particular type of beer, you have to elevate the temperature at a certain time and all this shit. And I was totally over-sciencing my head and I was trying to get it just perfect. And I kept dipping my wine thief in there to keep testing it, testing it, testing it. And the more you fuck with it, the more chance of, you know, oxidation or, or just some, some kind of um, contamination or something like that. And it, that one may, I don't want to say it had a full blown con- contamination going on, but it was, it was a little close. You got something starting in that guy. <laughs> so one, one keg was awesome or decent. And one keg was a little like, ah. so let's drink that one after we drink the first one. Lee here brewed so the first ever it. batch of sour Coors Light. That's exactly what we coined it later on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The sour Coors Light. That's the beer in but mass that will get people in the sours. It wasn't super sour though. It wasn't no. like, <laughs> it only, mostly, in fact, at the party, nobody even knew. They all thought it was awesome. And it wasn't only till like uh, later that, that you really start realizing that there's something wrong. There we go. There we go. Sorry, right, turn the lights and it's getting a little dark. romantic in here. I know, right? It's either going to be this or candlelight. I know. I'm dead. The power's on. <laughs> we can pay our power bill. Hey, you better make me dinner if you're going to put on candlelight, though. Oh too. my gosh! Yeah, I don't think you want to eat the stuff that I cook. I'm good. Some I'm good at recording other people's voices and putting it on the internet. Oh, Cooking. No, mac and cheese is also craft. I thought that was going to be a pun. Craft mac and cheese. Right. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty good. Bad joke. Sorry. No, it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, what what is the homebrewer community like here in San Luis Obispo? I mean, it's is... fucking awesome. Yeah, we have the best community of of homebrewers around here, and especially because ah, oh, here we go again. So Central Coast Brewing, you know, the head brewer over there, um, he used to work at Doc Cellar, which is the local homebrew store, mm-hmm. and and so he understands the the homebrewer's mind and all the asinine questions we always ask. And he's patient and will, and will, uh, he gonna be all right there? Sorry, I lost it at asinine. <laughs> he's patient and he'll explain stuff in a language that homebrewers understand. And the guy, like all the guys from CCB will go to the homebrewer meetings. And even like you say a homebrewer meeting, it's not like we sit down and have this official gavel and timing and all this stuff. I mean, there's people not a panel of nine? And, no, people just show up and get drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, people just show up and pass it because they're out and get shit out. But, you know, it's a it's a great community. There's homebrewers all over the place. And, and everybody's really open to, you know, communication and answering silly questions and, and uh, just really good, nice, cool guys. You've met a couple of them, it sounds like. I've, I've met a lot of really nice people ever since I kind of wanted to do this. You included, by the way. (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, Off that compliment, I can clean these out. Should we do a little of this Catch Me 3 thing? Absolutely. I got the water over there if you want to clean this out. Yeah, I'm not stressing on cleaning it out. It's completely up to you. You're you're the one who is a professional at doing this. (laughs) Now, if I was uh, being watched, maybe, or if somebody was recording me, maybe I would totally clean it out. But since nobody's going to hear about this, like, oh, shit, you're recording, huh? We started this? Oh, no, you're still correct. No one's going to hear about this. <laughs> kidding. Yeah. My mother is going to be like, oh, he sounds nice. Oh, he didn't clean his glass out. He's a real dick. Oh, please. My mom you, my mom won't drink anything else besides Dos Equis. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Love you, mom. You know, Dos Equis Amber is actually pretty yummy. In my That's, they love that one. 
they love those. Love that Especially one. if on, 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 on the lights flickered. It's okay. Dude, they do is, that. Is your is this going to be Poltergeist stuff going on in a minute? <laughs> Isn't that how that movie started? Lights please, flickering. Please, we're all angrier than any ghost that could be in this goddamn house. <laughs> yeah. I have a ghost in my house, but he's super nice. <laughs> he creeps my girlfriend out, but he's just a nice old guy. <laughs> does he have a name? Uh, you know what? He he does, because he's on the deed, or he was on the deed from when I bought the place. But um, I forgot what it was. Anthony. No, that's that's his son. I forget his name, but he's a nice old guy. He's super fucks with us, but like in a cute kind of... He's like Casper. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's a old man, the friendly ghost. Yeah, he, I think he's like I think he kind of enjoys it because he like sees this young couple in his house that used to be his, and we're just having fun and brewing beer and throwing some parties again here and there and cooking good food and he's just kind of like he feels like he's a fly on the wall and I think he likes it. I think he likes it. <laughs> he hasn't bothered me too much. He might fuck with the blinds every so often, but well, I'm, I'm glad he's still having a good time. Uh, if it wasn't made clear, I think I think we said it, but. Uh, Liam just poured Catch 23 from Central Coast Brewing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Looks beautiful, doesn't it? Oh, it's sexy. It's mm-hmm. a sexy beer. <laughs> so that was the one. God, that's just smooth. That's just... This is a phenomenal beer. Uh, even the aftertaste is just so awesome. It kind um, of just hangs out there for a minute. As you've listened to the first two episodes, you've said one of the things that we also try to do, try to add to it, you've had this one plenty of times. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, don't, I don't think you need a couple extra sips. What is the most specific place you would drink this beer? Oh, shoot. Oh, you thought we was going to the other one? Uh, no, I, I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, so we, we just okay. like, where would you drink this? And where would I drink to come, this beer? Yeah. Where would be the best place to drink this beer? And it, and you can be as specific and goofy as possible. Like, you know, it's... Well, riding a bull. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, that would be very difficult. Could you chug it before the eight seconds, though? But I don't think you'd want to. Um, I... Uh, gee, I've never ridden a well. I've ridden a mechanical bull, but I don't think I could chug anything while riding a bull. I'd probably be chugging my foot <laughs> right up my ass, you know. Um, you know what? You know what I love doing? I love drinking beer on a chairlift while I'm snowboarding, and I think this would be an awesome beer to drink on the chairlift while you're snowboarding. That's one of my favorite things to do. Grab a bunch of beers, put it on my snowboard jacket, and just on the way up every single run. And suck one down while you're cruising up the hill. And I think that would be a really good beer because it's super, super yummy. And it's got like that nice malt character and it's got a really good kind of hoppy. And it's 7.5%. So you'll be snowboarding. I'll be doing backflips totally on accident. So while we here at Crapper Chronicles don't necessarily condone drinking and snowboarding, <laughs> do you feel you're a better snowboarder while buzzed or worse? No, I'm way worse when I'm drinking. Don't drink and snowboard. It's a bad idea. But... Don't, don't don't drink and do any sort of like yeah mechanical movement or like faster than walking movement <laughs> yeah that's uh, that totally includes driving idea. roller coasters um but you know it bumper cars you, it does it makes the falls a lot easier <laughs> see, if i was a good snowboarder i'd be a little more worried about it but i'm a kind of a crappy snowboarder see i was gonna say i've gone snowboarding twice in my life and i am fucking terrible yeah and I was like, wait, if this makes you better, maybe I just won't be so worried about going down. Well, I mean, be... steroids make you better at baseball doesn't mean you should do it. <laughs> Till lots of Barry Bonds. <laughs> oh, I just pissed off like a, a third of my audience. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Um, there goes your listenership, huh? Yeah, there goes my listenership. Um, so I've heard, I've, this is going to be like the last question on homebrewing, uh, as long as the one I kind of thought of beforehand. I've heard this through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. I've never... 
necessarily f- fully research whether it's true or not, but I heard when it comes to the Stone Home Brewing competition, the way they do it is the winner they get to do a collaboration with Stone and then another brewery of their choice. Yes. Um, I don't know about the other brewery of their choice because not all breweries want to just have some guy come in and brew. But Exactly. But, um, yeah, you know, a lot of if – a, if a brewery is going to be filling a competition, it's kind of expected that they do something to give back to the community. Right. And there's a, and there's a lot of competitions that home brewers can enter that do have partnerships with breweries that offer that they'll say hey if you won best of show you know part of your award is which is trust me like it's an award that's a huge award getting to go into a brewery and brew with professional brewers and like have your beer up on the list or something like that that's awesome and um there's a lot of them that do that there was uh there was one that um i just entered actually that saison i put into a a competition called um romancing the beer and the uh the winner of that guy got to go brew his beer at, uh, shit, I forget, Constitution or something like that? Institution Ales. Okay. In Camarillo. And um, I don't know what he won with. I didn't win, so I said, fuck it. <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's interesting I, I, I saw on that is that you can't just brew any beer you want. You know, like, so their thing was, yeah, come on down and brew your beer, but it can't be a sour beer, which makes sense. Or a Belgian. I wasn't sure why the Belgians. I don't know. Maybe they just don't like Belgians. Yet. Don't. Yeah, it's sour. Obviously, you don't want to get yeah, you know, it, unless the place is built for that. You don't. Yeah, you don't want to mess with sours on your system unless you do like a kettle sour or something. Um, Belgians. I don't understand why they didn't want to do Belgians. Eh? I see. That's the kind of question that you can ask Brendan at CCB, and he'll be like, "Oh, well, here's why." In some stupid ass, normal ass. Way Listen, of explaining it to an idiot. If I can ever get Brandon on here to like talk and actually do this stuff, I can just retire then. I retire yeah, from podcasting because I'm like, I got some, I got a legit <laughs> brewer who brews an amazing beer to come on and talk to me about this. Like, I'm the, how do you top that? Oh man, keep it up. You listen to the Brewing Network, they have all kinds of awesome brewers on that, you know, tons of them. Yeah, just building those connections. But yeah. to follow up, follow up on the question I have is in if you were to enter that contest. And you were to win, and the rules were applied. You know, you got to do it with Stone. Yeah. Who, what brewery would you want to have collaborate with you on a beer? And what kind of beer would you want it to be? Oh, boy. Um, okay. I could pick any brewery to brew at, basically, is what you're saying. Yes, and you get to choose whatever beer you want. Whatever beer I want. Or like, what kind of style? Because That's a really good one. So, you know, um, I mean, locally, there's a lot of great breweries, right? And nationally, you know, there's a bunch of them. I think there's a few. Yeah. So I think, I think, for me, and Brian's gonna laugh because he knows I have a huge crush on the guy. I would love to be able to go out to Delaware and brew with uh, Sam Calagione at Dogfish Head, and not because they make like the best beers, <laughs> but he seems like a really cool guy. <laughs> he seems like a really cool guy. And he makes weird shit, and making weird shit is kind of what homebrewers are all about, you know? Like, uh, you know, there's style guidelines, and if you're going to win a competition, you better have it within style guidelines. But I think most homebrewers kind of are into it because they get to play around. They get to put potato chips in their beer if they want, or any kind of crazy ingredients. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of what um, they do over at Dogfish Head, is use all kinds of weird stuff, you know? And that intrigues me a little bit. So it'd be nice to go out there, you know, talk to Sam and say, well, what what are we going to make, buddy? And we'll just go fart around until we figure out what grubs we can pull up out of the dirt 
and uh, throw it into a beer. You know, kind of get adventurous. That's a really cool. I want to go on a date with Sam Gaudio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a romantic dinner. He can. He doesn't have to make me pasta. You can have candlelight. I'll be fine with that. To tell me, like, you know, here now, what's what's your perfect date? You know, just like from start to finish. Does he, does he pick you up on well, horseback he, or in yeah, a limo? Oh, absolutely. I oh, want horseback. like a white carriage. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He just picks me up with a with a beer truck. We're going to go deliver beers and then we're going to go make the beer. For some reason, when I think beer truck, I'm like a fan of like wrestling. And I think of that old angle where Stone Cold Steve Austin comes driving around with a beer truck and that guy's a hose. And all I can think of, beer truck, please have a hose. Set it to like... The least destructive setting and just have a hose. I'm like, I love beer. You know, Sapphead has like that fire truck. That is true. I don't, I don't, you know, they used to use it back in the day, like for shows and stuff, but they never really, I feel like they never really gave it its full functionality. Like, how awesome would that have been to just fill it with kegs and like have taps on the side and have like the hose on top, just like hosing people down with like, hot sticky beer <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you have you have to have a very select like that has to be an extreme yeah, uh, like be, a very small beer festive extreme I'd be like hey beer. you fuckers what the hell like, God. Me a beer, you dicks that'd be fucked up i didn't want a beer cocky right now <laughs> yeah yeah they're hitting you at the four inch or something <laughs> four inch shows it's a fire term <laughs> yeah it's not something else sure. i used to be a firefighter oh yeah <laughs> we can have a fucking hour just on that i feel yeah yeah. Is it physically possible to put a fire out with a hose of beer? Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't know why you want to be so awful to the beer, but... What beer would you use to put Coors out a Light. fire? I would use Coors Light. It's got the highest water content. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of shaken up Coors Light cannon grenades. Grenade! Yeah. <laughs> Let it explode and do its thing. Uh, Alright, since we keep talking about it, and I love the goddamn place... Let's finally get into some of the questions I had about Central Coast. Ah, the head volunteer. The head gig. volunteer position. When did you become head volunteer and how long have you been head volunteer? <laughs> so it's so funny. They say head volunteer, right? Like that's an actual thing. Um, basically, uh, it's more than one of those right place, right time kind of things. You know, I luckily, you know, I've been in business of my own for a while. So I know a lot of people in the area. Um, my ad rep girl is George's girlfriend. George's girlfriend. George, of course, is George Peterson. He owns the CCB. Um, so we're hanging out, hanging out, doing what we're doing, doing our stuff. <clears throat> you know, I go to CCB, get some good beers, hang out. Oh, there's Kelly. Say hi to Kelly. You know, we're chilling. Uh, next thing you know, it's like, oh, an event's coming up. I'm like, oh, that's such a cool event, you know? And uh, they're like, well, you want to you wanna come forward it? And I was like, I, I can do that? <laughs> like, uh, hell yeah, I want to come pour at it. So, you know, I go to that event, do a little pouring thing. You know, another event shows up, Tascadero. And I guess George didn't have any help or something. And I say, hey, well, maybe he'll want to give you a hand. So he calls me up and I say, of course I'll come out and give you a hand. You know, that's awesome. I show up there and I'm doing my thing and kind of George looks at me and I'm doing my, I'm just doing my beer talk, you know, I'm just going at it. I'm having a great, I'm, I'm having a blast. I love it. It's so much fun. It's, it's pouring at an event is better than going to an event. And so George looks over and he says, well, you say you got under control and he walks off. He just leaves. <laughs> so I'm like, shit, I'm here by myself now. So, so, uh, you so know, you quickly started doing a keg stand of one of his kegs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Basically. So I guess he just kind of like trusted me a lot. 
for some reason. Maybe just because he knows that I'm passionate about it. And he knows that, like, Kelly and I are buddies. And, you know, it's a small community. So it's not like I want to do anything to hurt the brewery or him or any of that stuff. And um, it just kind of evolved from there, you know. So now it just seems like, you know, there's been times where, hey, there's an event coming up. Like, you want to go do it? And I'm like, sure. And I'll be the only person out there. I'll just go out like uh, like the saver event. I had a couple of helpers come out with me that I wrangled up myself. And they, I just go to the brewery, load the truck up, the big green TTRU truck, mm-hmm. drive it out there. And George is totally cool. Just like, hey, there's the truck. Go drive it out there. And so I'm driving this big old 19-something old-ass cheese truck. And uh, I got to set all up and do the whole thing. And he just, I don't know. I got lucky. He just, I guess he just trusts me for some reason. For some crazy reason. For some crazy, goofy reason. And uh, it's it's a symbiotic relationship, you know. I have a great time doing it. I get I get to go into all the coolest events for free and wear like the awesome swag. And people are like you work for the best brewery around here. Holy shit! It's like no, I just get free stuff. <laughs> I get free shirts and a hell of a discount on beer. You know, it's awesome. Um, lucky, just lucky guy. Lucky, lucky, lucky. I think a lot of it is just being, you know, you find a place you like, you hang out there. You talk to people, you ask the right questions, you let them know that you're interested, and you make yourself available. And that's really, anybody can do it. You just got to be willing to, to get out there and do it. You know, So much fun, though. I'm the only official, at this point, now that Brian works for them, I'm the only official head volunteer. <laughs> I'm the only volunteer, in general. <laughs> oh, man. You are like my spirit animal. That is such an amazing story. It's really awesome. And, and like, I don't, I don't blame them at all, because I've run into you at... Two events now for with, with you representing Central Coast, the mm-hmm. Slow Craft Beer Festival back at the end of February and just recently at the 19th anniversary party. Right. And you just have such a really good spirit about you. You're all smiles well, and you know you. what you're talking about. It's it's just been really fun to talk to you. I'm drinking at both events, but you make it a lot like more fun and like I want to drink more. Right. Well, that's part of the thing is like just like in business or in life, you don't just do something just because you just want to do it. You always have to go into it with a goal. So you don't just go to an event and say, I'm going to go port this event. You know, the goal is to turn those people into customers. You don't just go to an event and say, here's our beer. You say, hey, here's our beer, and our beer is awesome, and come to the brewery and get more of it. You know, the goal of the event is a marketing ploy. We don't want you just to give away free shit. We want you to come down and have, buy more beer. <laughs> and I think a lot of places, you know, especially when you have your distributors doing it for you, you know, they don't really realize that it's not just a just to come drink free beer event. It's, a, it's truly like an experience, and you want to get them into the brewery, get them buying your brand, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the one thing I do notice about Central Coast, and maybe it's just my personality, mixing with the right people, but whenever I go there, there's a lot of places around here that have really good beer, and but a lot fewer places that just have that really personable staff or that personable volunteers <laughs> that you can interact with. I mean, what was it? At, at the last, uh, the 19th anniversary, I came up to you and told you, I, I like you were out having a couple conversations, and I didn't want to interrupt. But as soon as you were free, I came straight up to you because I'm like, I don't know anybody here yet, and you're the one, <laughs> you're the one guy I trust talking to. <laughs> right and on. you were like, dude, you should have come talk to it. And then you introduced me like Keith and like three other people. Yeah, I'm like, those oh, guys are all awesome. They're really awesome. Yeah, and I mean that's the whole thing. Like the beer community here is small, but it's just an awesome community. Everybody's really, really cool with each other. That's honestly, I'm realizing that now. Yeah. But that just makes it that much better because that's all I wanted to highlight with this. I, I, I really appreciated what was going on here. Mm-hmm. A lot of just really good people putting out really good product. 
And, you know, this area is, oh, it's a, it's a wine place. Come here to, like, fuck all the wines. Like, no, come here and check out the goddamn beer. You're right yeah, next to the coast. You have no reason, like, not it's to. It's turning into um, as much a beer place as it is a wine place. You know, I heard a weird statistic. I don't know how true it is. I heard that in San Luis Obispo, or was it Central Obispo? I think it was the San Luis Obispo. We have more breweries per square mile than anywhere else in California. I'm trying to think. I mean, we're not, it's... Not, it's a pretty condensed city. It so. is. I mean, I, that's the one thing it's got going for it. Is it's like what, like four miles long and three miles wide or something like that. Right. And there's what one, two. Well, we can name them by name. There's Central Coast, Central Coast Brewing, uh, uh, Libertine, Libertine, Bang the Drum. Do, do we get? I mean, I guess we get to count Libertine, but I mean, I think we get to count. They we get to count there. They make Bang the Drum, Tap It, Blessed Brewing Company. They're kind of. I'm not sure on them. Blessed Brewing Company. Yeah, there's. Doing my research for this, there's this uh, brewery. Oh, that's Seven Sisters. You would probably know a little bit more than me. Uh, we got, but there's Metro, Metro. Brewing Co, Slow, Slow Brew, yeah. Brew Company. Yep. Um, there's a Barrel House. Barrel well, House. I don't know if they count. That's a. That's a still, that's, okay, a half, so, that's a half point. So know? are we doing San Luis Obispo or the Central Coast? I didn't hear you when you said. Or, so I'm thinking just San Luis Obispo. San Luis Obispo. Okay, yeah. so we, we're at seven right now. Yeah, and there's one opening up called Seven Sisters off Tank Farm. Which that, I don't know if it's Blessed or that what That might is, be it, but Blessed has like a website and you can buy Bombers. They just had one of their beers finally hit California Fresh. What? I haven't tried it yet, but it's got a buffalo on it, which is kind of dope for an IPA. Well, There's also a brewery that, that used to be around called, um, what the hell, Einhorn. Einhorn? It was a, I think it was a contract brewery thing, something weirdish kind of situation. And I wonder if it has a link to Blessed or something, maybe. I don't it know. might. But they would do like very, every so often runs, you know. And it was all contracts. So then again, I don't account. I don't know. Um, also feeling really bad if I'm forgetting any breweries, but I think we've. Got... I think we've covered most of them. I don't. I don't. I, yeah, that's that's just San Luis. I mean, Obispo. that's seven breweries in in what? What's four times three? Twelve, 12. square miles. Seven breweries, twelve square miles. Yeah, that's one a lot of them. For every pretty mile, much. Basically. What was it? I'd say besides <laughs> Bang the Drum, Tap It, and Seven Sisters, all of them within walking distance of each other. Yeah, and and really tap it, and bang, and Seven Sisters are gonna be down the street from each other. Right, they're gonna be really close, and you can walk from Tap It to Slow Brew if you get hikey. I was gonna say, there's the um, the Rock. Well, there's also the the new one that Slow Brew is opening up by the airport. Like yeah, they, that's the Rock. It's open. Yeah, oh, it yeah, is open so, finally. Not technically. Not technically. But so it's soft, soft open. open. But soft you can open. you can go. They're they're open. I mean, it's not like basically you go there and you get a beer and there's some guy like pounding dirt to make it hard. Like there's still construction going on, but it's totally open. It's like fully staffed, operating. Ooh, ooh hold on. I, I thought of a question going back to homebrewing. I apologize. <clears throat> All right. We can go. We can backtrack. Do you have a name for anything that you put out? Do you have something like a... if What would what would your brewing company be? <laughs> what would my brewing company be? Yes. So there's not a homebrewer on the planet who hasn't like considered going professional with it. And like, oh, I should open my own brewery. You know, every single home brewer. Every, I can guarantee you every single home brewer at some point has been like, oh, I should make my own brewery, you know? And so they have all had names, you know, uh, and like anything. Like I said, you know, I suck at names and it has a name itself. So they've all moved around. My first brewery name <laughs> was, uh, I lived in a house that was built in 1899. Mm-hmm. It was downtown slow. And my brewery was in my garage. But it really wasn't a garage. It was a carriage house. Because back then, they didn't have cars. It wasn't a garage. It was where you store your carriage and all that bullshit. So um, the first brewery for my home brewery was carriage house. But, you know, eh, all right. 
It sounds more like a winery than a brewery, if anything. So I moved, bought my own condo and stuff, and now I have my own place, and and uh, now we're fighting. We're fighting with two different names. So, <laughs> so uh, one of them, one of them is uh, Daedalus Brewing. Daedalus being the Greek god of art and craft, and you know, like beer, it's an art and a craft. You know, and, and Daedalus is a pretty badass dude. That's a pretty badass name. He's an inventor. He makes cool shit. You know, um, Icarus, his son, was the guy who flew close to the sun. You may very well do that, making a beer. <laughs> uh, the other one that my, one of my friends had mentioned that sounded pretty cool was Tank Farms. Because, you know, there's a street called Tank Farm Road, and, and we were cruising down. And I'm like, Tank Farms, that's a pretty cool name. Like, Tank Farms Brewing, like, that'd be cool. And uh, I kind of dug it. Because, you know, you look at a, a brewery, and you see these line of fermenters just piled up like a like a row of, of carrots popping out of the ground. It was like a farm of tanks. Tank Farm, kind of cool, kind of cute. Um, so at this point it's kind of like wibble wobble we don't know what you want to go with it one is just like one is cool and requires a lot of education and understanding Daedalus I think that's pretty bitching yeah one of them is a lot more kind of simple to understand for simpletons I don't know it's a tough one anyway it's a homebrew anyway so <laughs> still those are really cool I like both of those names like yeah. again going going back coming up with names is hard it is you want to know what my going one was for this that hadn't been taken before i came to crafter chronicles um sure yeah pornography 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 that's cute it's not yeah there was no way that shit was gonna fly so yeah so i'm glad i was able to it might fly i don't know if but people are gonna keep looking it up wrong though that's true you would be like i don't know there's no asians on this podcast Yeah, if it wasn't already taken, it would have gone like the forecast. That is taken. Por- forecast is already taken. Forecast, like the like forecast, but with forecast. Is pornography taken? No, because no one wants to deal with that shit. <laughs> Just imagine the website. You would get a lot of um, accidental hits. True. You may very well end up being popular just because of that alone. True. And I also want to be. I also love Stephen Colbert, so I thought about the poor report. Also <laughs> taken. Well, that was like report. The poor report's taken. The poor report's taken. Technically, yeah. Craft Beer Chronicles is kind of taken, but not on the not on a podcast. Like somebody has like a YouTube channel that they do for it. He's a dork. I don't know that guy. I'm kidding. Craft Beer Chronicles on YouTube. I don't know you. Sorry, I don't know if you're a dork or not. It's all right, but you know, <laughs> push comes to shove, I'm really gonna try and take that. You're a big if, guy. You take him down. <laughs> not over the internet. There's some fucking trolls on the, the internet. internet fight, man. What's bigger than that? <laughs> um, you know, you you say you enjoy being like pouring at a beer fest or an event almost yeah. more than going to it. What's been your best experience or funniest? Like it could be like a really memorable one or like something you saw that made you laugh your goddamn ass off. Oh man. Um, <laughs> um, it's, you know, what's funny is when you are the, the guy, the, the, the key master, all the girls love you because you have the beer and they just want to be your friend, which is always nice. You know, but um, remember one time this girl, uh, she, this is at Saver, Central Coast, Central, Saver of the Central Coast, and um, she was trying to say hi and chat me up and stuff, and she'd been drinking, 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 drinking all day. Next thing you know, you know how that the TTRU, the big green truck from CCB, has like that table that goes out? Uh, I think so. Yeah. And I had stopped serving her a while ago, because I could tell she was shit-housed, and She's hanging out. In fact, like I kind of knew her from before, 
not like romantically, just like do some beer classes mm-hmm. she had been in, and um, she got really wasted. Uh, <laughs> super nice girl, super super nice. So I'm not trying to say anything bad about her, but next thing you know, she's got her head down on the table and she's like, and her friend's gone, and she's just like laying there, like passing out on the table. The end of the event's coming up, so everybody's leaving, and I'm like, hey, it's time to like get up and get some water in you and stuff, and she just. like barfs all over all over these fucking stools and this is one of those events where I bet myself at too so I'm not like hey uh, other guy who's volunteering you gotta clean that shit up (laughs) her friend finally shows up after she just vomited over everything luckily she didn't get it on the table thank god just the metal stools I'm like okay metal stools I'm cool with that so I'm getting these pitchers of water and, you know, it, it sucks, but you got to get your hands dirty sometimes, you know. Well, I used to be a paramedic, <laughs> so <laughs> that's not that big a deal to me. What job so, didn't you have? You were a firefighter, I was a firefighter. I was a firemedic for a while. So I'm out there, like, scrubbing this vomit off of this stool, and it was just nasty as hell. Um, it was, you know, I think some less people may have thrown up or gotten sick over it, but it just isn't that. It's no trouble. Nobody hurt nobody. And you know, but you can't put it away full of barf. You gotta clean the fucker off. And that was probably the most memorable time I ever had in an event was having to clean up some random girl's vomit. It's all good though. It's all, we've all been there. I've puked on all kinds of things. I puked when I was in college. I puked into my heater once. That was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my house never quite smelled the same during winter. Oh my god! <laughs> I can just imagine how awful that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. That was a bad one. Okay. Don't if you're gonna puke anywhere in your house, heater is the worst part, worst place. Don't ever, don't ever, ever. I don't know. When me and my ever. brother were younger, <laughs> and I'm sure everybody loved music. We're talking about vomit, so it's real high class. <laughs> I I remember this drew our drove our mom up the fucking wall mm-hmm. multiple times. We were young and we were sick. <laughs> two feet away from the toilet we throw up at the sink <laughs> and, and of course it just like goes up one oh, side and out the other and no just it, just, the it, just, it just like everywhere. sat there it's like 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 oh yeah you can't drain it through a it's sink like sat, like, you gotta like, like mush it through the drain it's like sorry mom we threw up in the sink and just the like going, looking back now it's just like wh- why the toilet <laughs> the toilet was right there like I just <laughs> she was mad and then she couldn't comprehend logic like, oh no I totally understand that I, it actually reminds me of a story from when I was younger um you know kids are dumb right uh my parents for one year we like they had this camper you know put on the back of a pickup truck it was a lance camper kind of one of those things um for christmas one year we went out to yosemite so they had the camper on my brother and i would ride in the back because back then it was like no seatbelt laws you know so we're chilling back there riding in the camper and my parents are driving the truck up front there's no communication between us you know there's no there's no cell phones there's no pagers you can like tap on the glass and be like hey something's wrong um but, but in this situation, we couldn't because we were both trapped. And I'll explain why in a moment. Uh, for Christmas, my parents had decided or thought it was a good idea to get my brother and I both one of those big-ass Hershey Kisses. You've seen those ones? They're like, yes, you know, six inches diameter, just like, or uh, whatever that other one is. You know, just, 
<laughs> you know, the one that goes across. Yeah, diameter. You got it. You got is it. Is that diameter? Yeah. Is that, oh, circumference is around. Diam- yeah, yeah. Like yeah. six inch diameter. Uh, circumference of whatever 3.14 is or something on that. Um, Hershey pie. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge, a fucking huge Hershey kiss. As big as this glass, basically, right? I'm an idiot. I, drink, I eat the whole thing. So we're sitting in the back of this camper while they're traveling. And we both have, it's cold because, you know, there's no heat. So we're both laying, we're both like hanging out in our sleeping bags. And this is those old 1980s sleeping bags that have the, the, the like flannel insides with the plastic top on it. And so I'm just sitting there munching through this whole Hershey kiss. Oh, so good. And of course we're bouncing in the back of a truck. And, um, it comes to the point where it's just like too much. My, it's just a system override. It's like, that's too much sugar. Evacuate all of it. So I like barf onto my lap, onto my sleeping bag of this puddle of like Hershey syrup. Oh, right. So now, oh my God. Now I'm stuck. I can't get up because I have my legs are in this perfect circle and I have this little circle all trapped. So if I move, this sticky, syrupy vomit mess is going everywhere. And my brother's, of course, trapped because he's on the inside. So he can't get out either to go, like, knock on the window. So I'm sitting there for probably an hour and a half or something with this chocolatey, disgusting smelling vomit in my lap. And it wasn't until he finally pulled over for a break (laughs) where my... uh, By now, my brother and I think it's hilarious because we've been sitting there for an hour and a half just cracking jokes, you know? My mom walks in and she sees me with this bottle of vomit. My brother and I are sitting there laughing our asses off. So she, you know, being a mom, she starts laughing her ass off. So she thinks it's funny. My dad comes walking in after her he sees the puddle of vomit. He sees my brother laughing his ass off. He sees me laughing my ass off. He sees my mom laughing her ass off. And his only reaction was, oh, oh, this is funny? This is funny. Well, how about we all get spoons? You know, it's like we're going to lap it up with spoons. So uh, that really was, that, that you couldn't have beat it. That was even funnier. So we all just start dying. And of course, my dad's just frustrated. But, uh... <laughs> I don't even remember what happened after that. I don't know how we cleaned it up. I don't. I have no clue how we cleaned it up after. That's just the only part. That's where my memory ends. <laughs> so kind of anticlimactic story. But hopefully, hopefully you never wake up from a dream and it's like you're still there. It's like, oh, shut up, bitch. <laughs> I lived a life. I lived a whole life. I still got this vomit in my lap. <laughs> I have those little spinny things still spinning in the corner. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. All right. So to file up or follow up and uh, last question for your relationship with Central Coast. Is oh god, how long? It was the twenty fifth, right? Uh, yes, the nineteenth, nineteenth anniversary. Yeah, the nineteenth anniversary. The 25th, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. this uh, past couple weekends was Central Coast's nineteenth anniversary party. Um, I, for some reason, like always, got there at twelve, right when oh, it started. Absolutely, as you should. As, I mean, I had got the bang for my buck. That's right? for damn sure. But usually, I just always show up early and stuff. And it was it was such a fun time. I mean the. The unlimited two ounce pours were a double edged sword of amazingness, and yes. I'm gonna go to what the truck three times in three hours. <laughs> they um, appreciate your business there. I'm they're sure. so good. Yeah, and I felt bad because after I ordered, I'd wait for my food, and they're like, "Oh, thank you so much." Everyone else just kind of leaves and makes us go find them. I'm like, <laughs> "Like, I'm sorry, thank you." <laughs> sure, yeah. whatever, make it easier. Yeah. What the trucks, as people don't know, is uh, Central Coast Brewing's food truck. 
Yeah. They parked in front of the brewery and served delicious food off when that I, guy. When I heard that they're pretty much solely contracted with Central Coast, like... It's owned by Central Coast. Oh, it's owned by Central yeah. Coast. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's owned by George. <laughs> you know, it's still he owns like a thousand businesses. Still, it's a really good food truck. <laughs> it is. It and, really is. And comparatively, like, you know, food trucks, you know what they are. They serve pretty good food for expensive prices. Mm-hmm. This one's not even that bad. Maybe it's just because they don't have to worry about spending gas that much. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, I love their fried pickles. They're awesome. Carne asada fries. Or like the... Oh, I see. I need to explore the menu more. Cause... Well, just the way they do their fries. They're all individually battered and like deep fried. And then it's just got... You got sweet chili sauce, which I'm Portuguese. And that means every Christmas and <laughs> Thanksgiving we have lumpia. So lumpia and... Uh, which is, is Filipino. Lumpia? So imagine an egg roll, but instead of all the vegetables in the middle, it's just like a sausage roll. That sounds awesome. It's amazing. It's unfortunately the closest place here is in Pismo, which I don't know how good they are, but there's just this place in Lamore, which is phenomenal. We have it for really? all the holidays. That sounds super awesome. That, that reminds me of a hot dog burrito. Hot dog burrito. I've yeah. never heard. You just roll up a, a, a hot dog in a burrito. It's awesome. See, <laughs> I've never it's heard the of cheap that. Cheap white trash version of a lupia. But, that but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That sounds like that sounds so like foreign. But I've gotten. Breakfast burritos with sausage in it, and like <laughs> yeah. it's the same goddamn thing. Yeah. The only thing is, this is just like hot dog, ketchup, relish, mustard, and roll it up in your burrito, and it's super awesome. I mean, if they can turn sushi into a burrito, why can't we turn a hot dog? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my god, you could totally put a hot dog bun in there too to give it some like girth. You could. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's just bill free container at that point. Should we get the other beer out of the freezer before oh. it explodes? Uh, well, I don't want to have it. Up. No worries. First, <laughs> yeah. But uh, following up on that question, what were your thoughts on the 19th anniversary? And then, kind of just some questions in in um, having a working relationship with Central Coast. Where would you like to see Central Coast? Like, what where would you want to see the company do? And do you possibly have some goals for your own expansion within working in the company? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the 19th anniversary was awesome. It was a great event. I had a good time there. Sadly, sadly, being in a relationship, you don't always get to do exactly what you want to do all the time. So I had to leave early to go to a housewarming party. So I missed that vertical of the um, anniversary beers. Did you have that? Did you go to that one? I did. I did. Yeah. How was it? Um, it was very, very good. The and this is going to be my maybe my one my my one negative after drinking. Decently heavy. All for, day long, yeah. All day long. <laughs> yeah. And then going to really dark beers. Uh-huh. I struggled with it. I'll be very honest. I can imagine. I struggled a lot. I can imagine. And funnily enough, I, I love the rule that they had where basically if you had a cup, they would give you a choice. So I had the glass two ounce one that I got for, you know, showing up to the mm-hmm. event. Right. And then because the open area was plastic only... I had one of the plastic cups as well. Nice. So everyone was going up double fisting. It was like, I'll take 16, 17. Next time, I'll take 18 and deep dark. And yeah. Just like, I have, I'd have two really good, heavy, dark beers in my hand at right. once. And I'd be like, fuck, what did I do this to myself? That is, that is hard work, I know. <laughs> that was the nice thing about, like, kind of, well, I probably shouldn't brag or anything, but, you know, you get to be a volunteer, you get to sneak around and. You know, I get to cut in line. <laughs> I get bigger pours than everybody else. It's kind of a little bonus. I mean, was it really cutting line when you quote-unquote are checking to make sure everything is fine? Yeah, it's all QC. Oh, absolutely. All it's quality it. control. Exactly. Like, you're doing everybody a service. If you didn't cut in line, 
We could all be drinking well, poison. The trick is you just walk up, you say, oh, I'm going to park old beers. You cut in line for a second, park old beers, get a little sample, and then you wander off. <laughs> this one's good. <laughs> this one's cheating. Good. That's how you cheat. <laughs> hey, you're not going to that glass out? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't dare pour that beer out. <laughs> Absolutely. So what is this guy we got here? So this is Epitaph. Epitaph? Yeah, Epitaph. I'd never know how to pronounce this word. Uh, from Heathen Brewing in Vancouver, Washington. It is a Russian Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. It is with Northwest Pale, roasted barley, chocolate malt, kiln coffee malt, and dextra pills. Mm. And it uses nugget and galena hops. <laughs> and it comes in at a mild 14% alcohol oh, that's a little by volume and 92 IBUs. Wow. Yes. What's now, the, uh, I don't know if you've had Heathen before. Um, when I first started with Tavor, Heathen was one of the first ones that came up. They have some of the best labels I have ever seen in my entire life. And that one's kind of like, I can show you a couple other ones. Um, the first one I ever got was called Reindeer Tears. Oh yeah? And it just has this one of like elves working reindeer. It was an American barley wine aged in bourbon barrels. It was so good. And I'm sad it was a one-off release. You know what I like about, um, this label specifically is that they have little details in it that you don't see unless you're looking at them. Like, look on the band around the red thing is like the little faces in there, kind of has like a little bit of a ghost look to it. You said the band around the r- so okay. This red thing here is like little. Oh my you god! You wouldn't even notice that if you didn't look close. Wow! I always like kind of small details like that. So maybe that label isn't so sucky. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we were talking about the nineteenth there at CCB, and. Um, I guess you. Were, I guess I was saying that I had to leave early, unfortunately, so I didn't get the full experience. But um, I forgot what the hell your questions were. <laughs> no, no worries. We, we we poured a beer. I I did a faux pas by not cleaning out your glass. I, it's, I'm okay. Going, it's okay. Going it's going to beer fine. hell. We went from an IPA to a stout, but it's all right. Um, no, it was. Where would you like to see Central Coast go from here? Oh yeah. With and where would you like to see your relationship with the company expand into something else? I mean. I know that I've, I know that they're doing the expansion themselves. So right, you've heard about that. Yes, I have. You no, know, that's going to be an amazing expansion. That's over off Los Osos Valley Road. No, it's actually um, so. If you're on South Hagera, there is uh, you know where Mon- Madonna and South Hagera meet. Yeah. Yes. Now, if you continue south a little bit, on the right hand side, there's a building that used to be called San Luis Motorsports. That building has been empty for a while. And that's where they're going in. It's gonna. It's a huge yard too. There's a. It's a big, big space. So, um, you know, they're talking about future plans. I don't know how much at liberty I'm allowed to go with this. I'll just mention that maybe there will be more businesses in that region. You know, maybe a winery, maybe a cidery, maybe some other fun stuff. So, um, maybe I don't know. <laughs> don't quote me on that. Uh, Lee Samways, 2017. <laughs> yeah. Um, April Fool's. Uh, <laughs> About two days late. <laughs> Shit. Um, so CCB is the first, you know, and they're going to try and do some fun stuff in that region. You know, uh, I think I think it'll be successful. I mean, the, the size of the brewery they're putting in there is much larger than what they have now. They're going to finally have a chance to get some beer out of the brewery, which is the biggest problem they currently have. You sell out before you can even package it. You know, so being able to make enough to move into the community is going to 
kind of helped put them on the map more so than all the awards they've got for their beers recently. Yeah. Only multi-time winning gold medalist at Great American Beer Festival. World but, Beer Cup, you know. Yeah, who Nobody doesn't knows. do that nowadays? Nobody knows about those. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, honestly, like, people don't know about those. Like, the majority of the community is like, I don't even know GB of his. You know, so is it in my mark? Is it in my local store? Can I, can I get it and and bring it home and oh, this is actually good. Let's get it again. You know, ninety nine percent of the community has no clue that they won any awards and and they don't even know they exist because they can't get it at at the fucking California Fresh right across the street. I mean, they can now, now. but that's so few and far between. I was gonna say, as as far as I know, I don't even think they have any more. Yeah. But your ass knows that when they start making more beer, your shit's gonna be over there all the time buying that. And, I'm already over and, there all the time. And the only reason you know to buy it is because you like beer. So how many guys down this one street don't even know CCB exists or is now going to have it right in front of them? I mean, as long as Jesus knows, because we have a church across the street. From <laughs> yeah. Us. Yeah. if the church gets a discount on beer. <laughs> it's tax-free, right? Well, I mean, I guess it should be. If they start replacing <laughs> wine with beer, I'm going to go to church a lot more often. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Well, I mean, this is a complete side tangent, and we'll just address it quickly, but I have heard like some reports and readings and stuff like that, that considering that the time, it may have been mistranslated. Absolutely. And, yeah. It was Absolutely. Like, it's, it's, very, like it's very likely that it was mistranslated. Um, the ancient Sumerians is really what started all of beer to begin with. You know, the, If you look at the actual history of beer, some argue that civilization began because of beer. You know, they, they were used to be nomadic people, and we travel around and say, oh, here's some grains. And we know, we don't know how, but we know that we can turn this into something that can make water drinkable. And, then it, and it came to a point where they said, we can harvest these ourselves. And that's what got civilization to stay in one spot, was by harvesting grains. I, was gonna say, I thought you were going to take that completely differently. I thought you were going to say, civilization started because people started getting drunk and screwing more. And <laughs> <laughs> That may have had a part in it. That's, that's where my dark, dumbass <laughs> mind goes. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, everybody talks about beer back in the day and even 100 years ago and it was nothing like the beer we have today it was so different you know um, i think they had sours back then all of them like every single beer you had back then was a sour beer i guess that actually makes sense i mean i mean if you think about it like if we're, we're talking about like thousands of years ago they had no clue what yeast was they had no clue why it was becoming drinkable water they didn't even know what alcohol was really. They just know that you put this through here, you let it sit out for a while, and all of a sudden it might taste a little funky, but you know, they were always adding different special ingredients to change the flavor. But you would get a wild fermentation. And that wild fermentation is just from yeast in the air and some bacteria perhaps getting in there and doing their little job. And uh, that's kind of how it all came to be. That does sound really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what, you know, if you talk about the local adaptation of that, you're looking at a brewery like Libertine. You know, when they started in Morro Bay, they were doing all open fermentation. They wouldn't inoculate anything. It would just, they would just let it do its thing. And you would have like an authentic Morro Bay experience by, by enjoying that beer. It had nothing, there was almost no science in it. Almost. I, I'm sure if, uh, if they ever, if, uh, if they hear this now, they'll be like, hey, we do all the science. Well, now they do. <laughs> yeah. but Tyler's kind of if you ever get Tyler on here he's an awesome guy to talk to and he'll totally explain to you the whole process of like even the history of making beer it's just totally wild I'm I'm working my way up the ladder I now know what he looks like as of this last weekend so I have a I have a name to a face good 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 that's a good start (laughs) Um, 
This is an excellent beer, by the way. Seriously, this does not taste 14% at all. It's got a lot of molasses it tastes like. I don't know what you'd enjoy this next to. A fireplace? Reading a brewing book? (laughs) Since it's got the uh, ghost kind of description on it and the hidden thing, I would drink it with the ghost at your house. Epitaph. Yeah, you would probably enjoy it too. You'd probably enjoy it. It's like, hey, they got my likeness. (laughs) Yeah, nowadays, I'm just skin and bones at this point. I'm sure there's a lot more to that beer that I just I don't know about. And I can I can show you another label because I have another one of theirs. It's like a mint chocolate milk stout. Oh, you know, I've had a couple of those. Yeah. I, it's going to be my first, but fuck, I love heathen, so I'm going to go for it. Stone had a pretty good one not too long ago. All right, man. I, uh, we're, not, we're not done yet, but I just want to thank you. I know this is kind of, we had a lot of good times, a lot of technical, but <laughs> just kind of going the relaxation and, and, and talking bit. I, I know it's the part that you weren't worried about, and like I said, I'm not going <laughs> to not gonna throw your babies into it, so no, I'm going to try. No, 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 I'll play the game. No, I'll no, no we're, you're still playing the game. You have no choice on that one. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry if I led you on. No, you, you still have a choice. Um, but let's, I'm going to just choose three popular Central Coast beers. Okay. And, you know, which one of these are you going to have to pour down? You're just going to be, Brendan, I, I, you got to get rid of this. you got to take this. I know you worked hard on it. Just pour it down the drain. I'd send it on live. Yeah. So we'll go with two out of the three that were just canned recently. Again, whoever is the can label art? Like, I think. Oh, oh, Scott. He does amazing work. It's so nice. You know, this guy actually, his, his story is pretty cool. And, you know, I. Again, like, I don't know if I have the rights to share all these things, but I'm just going to do it anyways. He kind of came into the brewery one day. He was hanging out. He's an artist for um, promotional artists and stuff. He does all kinds of labels for different things. And I think he, I forget where he lives. Louisiana or something like that. Anyways, he's over there in the brewery. He's like, this is great beer. You know, your labels are shitty. And like, yeah, well, do something about it. And so he just quickly drew up, like, a new logo. And they're like, that's fucking awesome. And that's pretty much how he started. Um, and now they does work from wherever but he has all the artwork it's beautiful artwork he does amazing labels they're awesome and he's very talented very talented guy and he deserves a lot of accolades well i i appreciate you giving us that information that way yeah. that guy we can get all Maybe the... you can get him on the show someday what get him on the show someday dude man you're, just setting, a, you're setting a whole bunch of goals for me that's just gonna break my heart if i don't do yeah i know um so let's see here I'm going to go with the, the regular, since the regular has has the awards to it. So your three choices for the third edition of Binge, Bong, Bail. Binge, Bong, Bail. You have Cervantes. Cervantes, okay. You have General Schwartz. All right. Schwartz, Schwartz. Okay. And Monterey Street Pale Ale. All right, that's easy. That's easy? Yeah. What were the three again? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Monterey Street Pale Ale, we're going to we're gonna binge that. We're going to binge that? So you're, gonna, yeah. you're just going to... Beer bong a growl. Oh no, binge, binge. Sorry, Drink. Gonna, yeah, that's, yeah. What the thirty days or something like that? It's like a, the cases in a couple cases in a week. Yeah, not a problem. Easy. Um, I love Monterey Street. It's perfect. It's so good. Have you tried? Did the new... you do the deconstructed? I did. That was cool. It did, and I was unfortunately already pretty buzzed by that point because yeah, that's unfortunate. Tony. Well, no, I still got I still got a pretty good <laughs> like thing of the. Uh, I ran into Tony right before we all went down, so we went to Madonna and got mm-hmm. got some drinks. Yeah. Um. I was actually really surprised on that one because doing, you know, half-ass research, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of places use Citra and like, you know, Citra is kind of like the big, big hop that I see gets put into names. Mm-hmm. I, I just had Beechwood Citraholic. So when it's like, oh, it's half Citra, half Mosaic, I'm like, Citra is probably going to be the better of these two. Let's do it. Mosaic blew it out of the water. Boom. Just so you guys know, um, at the Slow Craft Beer Festival, CCB came in and took their award-winning beer, Monterey Street, 
and deconstructed it into two different batches. One batch was all Monterey Street. One, well, they were both Monterey Street. was all Mosaic. One batch was all Citra. Um, and the goal was to be able to blend them back together and have the award-winning Monterey Street beer again. But it was interesting to be able to see the difference between the hops, you know. Um, and at the actual event, they did have fresh hops there to play with and smell and rub in your hands. And then, of course, they had the finished product as well. And it was a, for me, it was very interesting. The Citra, uh, when you smelled it, was like, oh, this is, smells awesome, you know. And the beer, from the beer and the finished product, it wasn't as, as pronounced. Right. And then the mosaic, you smell it in the hop form and you go, hey, it smells like hops, you know, it's good. But in the beer form, the final product, it was awesome. And so, I mean, I think they both carry their own necessity in that final product. But um, it's just weird that one is so pronounced uh, in the raw form and one is so pronounced in the produced form. I found that really interesting. In fact, that was one of those dumbass questions I asked Brendan about. I'm like, what's up with this, man? And, uh, you know, he had a really simple, good answer, which was just like, hey, that's the that's the hop oils. There's different hop oils. Once you get into it, there's like a bunch of different hop oils in each hop. Um, they all have their own purpose, their own smells and own everything. And it's just what comes across. You know, it's just, it's just kind of cool to see it um, move through the process like that. Being the, being the shithead that I am, uh, I like to say that I, when I blended it, I think it was three to one mosaic, three to one mosaic, etc. <laughs> and it was better. No, <laughs> no I, uh, it was, again, I was actually a little surprised to hear that it was one to one because considering the event we were at, I thought that was too simple. I was like, there's no way this is right. You know, but then again, think. it's to a whole bunch of people who have been drinking. Like, you know, one thing I've learned from brewing through the, through the times I've been doing it, you always think like, oh, I got to make this complex. You know, oh, I gotta do it. I gotta do it like with many different hops, so it has a lot of little nuances and flavors. But it, it oftentimes turns out the most simple you keep it, the better it turns out. It doesn't gotta have all this special shit and different, you know, crazy hop schedules. You don't gotta, you don't gotta continuously hop it or something like that. Um, it's just, it's just uh, keep it simple. Keep the sim- the kiss method, you know, the keep it simple, method. stupid, right? Is that the Hershey kiss? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God, no. Oh, you're, say, you're saying you want to experiment with home brewing. I got an idea. You take a stout or a dark beer and you age it on one giant Hershey kiss. A Hershey kiss vomit pile? No. Do it before the vomit pile. Do it when it's still just one giant. It might be too acid if you have a vomit pile, right? Um, awesome, man. Thanks for... Oh, I didn't even finish that. I'm I was going to say, yeah, you did. You did. You I did. totally... Bowed out. You um, binged on Monterey. Yeah, and then, binged on Monterey. And we have what? Cervantes and... Uh, and and uh, Schwartz. And Schwartz? Yes. So which one are you going to... you going to beer bong a growler? And which one are you pouring an entire just... Shit, that's a tough one. I would say Cervantes and Schwartz. Huh? See, the thing is... I feel I, like I could bong in Schwartz easily. Bong Schwartz easily? Yeah. I'm kind of kicking myself because I live in this town and I can get growlers of all these. I should have fucking put your money where no. you're... Oh, you bastard. <laughs> no. No, you need to drive home. You need to drive home and be safe. That would not. That would yeah. not be appreciated. Um, no, that would. Uh, it would be a shame to dump any of those beers. But I think if I had to pick, that's unfortunately. I'm going for the lesser of two evils on the binge here. That's what it is. And yeah, that's as evil as this game is. I do try to make it difficult because it'd be no fun if it was like <laughs> it was this is easy. easy. Get rid of this yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the chai ale. The chai. Yeah, Mister. Oh, put the chai ale in there. This would be easy as yeah. hell. I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll totally binge on the chai ale. 
<laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I would dump that shit. Oh, some people would argue that it's not even beer. Um, so good times. Yeah, seriously, I appreciate it. We this just kind of flowed by. It's really fun. I we mean, we may have gone uh, longer than we were expecting, weren't we? <laughs> this is longer than you're gonna want to listen to. You suggested to me is like, no, nah, just keep it shorter. <laughs> yeah, this this will shrink by a couple minutes because it's shatter box. Um. But uh, before we get going, is there any any kind of like beer releases or like beer events that are coming up that you've seen kind of interest or that you are looking out for? Um, I can't think of any, man. Um, see, I probably better see my pants a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fair. You know? um, let's see. I know they just released the... You know what? Actually, I take that back. Um, there is a beer dinner. On, um, actually, there's a couple of events now that I think about it. There's a beer dinner um, for CCB coming up over at uh, the Rib Line, which sounds awesome, I think. I think it's still going. They on. just had the brunch one with Foremost, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, this, it's at Rib Line. I forget what day it was. And then there's also um, a Waldo event coming up over at Hot Shots. Okay. Where they're releasing Waldo, which is um, Lagunitas? I think so. Yeah. And that's a pretty good one. Might be worth getting out there and giving a. But really, the thing that I look forward to the most is the bottle shares. The bottle shares? Yeah. Like, there's one tonight at Hot Shots. Um, oh, it is the first Monday. Yeah. It is the first Monday. Um, I think next Tuesday is Lewis, which oh. is always a good one. Why did it? Why? Okay. I, I went to the last one, which was fun as hell. But I missed it. I was so pissed. I, <laughs> I, got I think I, shit for that too, I actually. think I heard about it day of, and then I took my roommate because it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. But I just had. For work, usually Tuesday nights are crazy. I'm driving kids to class and stuff, and um, this was my one Tuesday where they don't have that. Uh, so what does that mean? You're not going? <laughs> well, so, oh, I mean, I'll probably go, but I'll be showing up at 9, and the beers are going to be somewhat medium temperature in the back of my car. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt bad this last time. Well, we so, gotta do something about your fucking situation over here with a bunch of boxes with dry, with warm stored beer. We're not Guys, can you believe this? This beer professional has bo- professional, boxes. professional. This Hold t- on, the biggest crock of shit there is calling me a professional. <laughs> this beer professional, we need to get a GoFundMe started to get Shane a beer fridge. I have three beer fridges on a keg reader. I'm sure you can find a beer fridge on Craigslist. For oh, I can easily find a I can easily find a beer fridge. That is not the problem. The problem is I'm the one who pays goddamn electricity around here, and it's already <laughs> way too much. That is not what the people want to hear, though. Um, <laughs> I'm getting you that for Christmas. Oh my god, beer fridge! Jesus Christ! Don't you, you? I would never. I don't you dare get me anything. For and Christmas. it's gonna be an old one. It's gonna be an old beer fridge. It's gonna have terrible electricity use. It's going to cost more a month to run than it's going to cost for me to buy it. <laughs> um, Thank you. Oh, no worries. Absolutely. You think I'm going to drink this whole 14%? Beer? I hope so. I'm going to I have to drive home at some point. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I got I got my roommate so coming yeah. out. Uh, before we close out, is there anything you want to plug? I mean, I know I can find you on Untapped. Where could the listeners possibly find you on Untapped? Yeah, you can, you can find me on Untapped at Sammy Brews. Um, that's my nickname, Sammy. Uh, let's see. Plug. Yeah, shit. Shoot me an email. LWSamways at gmail.com. I mean, is there a potential store that you work for that maybe you'd also want people to check out? I work for a store called Couch Potato. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm a partner in um, a furniture store. Uh, it's not nearly as exciting as beer, but it is... Hey, um, 
Maybe like, maybe I can go to you guys chain. and buy some chairs that don't squeak. And <laughs> some... I know. Look at these guys. Wait, now it doesn't want to squeak as soon as I mention it. There we go. Here's a little one. <laughs> don't let him fool you. It's not the chair. He's actually... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I am extra large. I am extra large for this chair, probably. Um, I do like this. This has like an Asian influence chair to it. Looks <laughs> like a zebra crossbred <laughs> situation going on. Zebra <laughs> crossbred with a chair. Yeah. It's actually got the soul of a zebra trapped it in it. It looks of like a piano and a zebra had sex. And that's what came out. Oh, I'm really terrified <laughs> to think which one's the male and which one's the female in that Jesus situation. Christ, I, yeah, I would hope the zebra's the male, but it probably wasn't. <laughs> um, you can find me at Untapped at Beer Pope 273. We are now officially on iTunes. Check out iTunes Craft Beer Chronicles. You can listen to every all the episodes there. All three of them. All three of them as soon as this one comes <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Continue to follow us on Podbean, where all episodes will be uploaded originally. And at the behest of uh, another friend of mine, you can now follow along the show on Instagram at The Beer Pope. Oh, fantastic. Yes. What about a Facebook page? Where's that at? Uh, I don't want to go to a Facebook page that I'm the only one who likes. <laughs> so I'll I may like give it, it a shot. I'll like it for you, too, and I'll, I'll even share it. Oh, yay, a pity like. That's exactly what anybody <laughs> wants. I will, um, I will pity like it, and I will have all my friends pity like it as well. Well, on that wonderful revelation, <laughs> honestly, let's be fair. Him saying that, there's going to be a Facebook by the time this next one goes up. <laughs> but... In all honesty, yeah, you're gonna look at uh, Facebook uh, forward slash uh, the the Craft Beer Chronicles dot or whatever the hell Facebook dot com forward slash Craft Beer Chronicles. <laughs> it actually go. ends up being I'm gonna have to do that now because it's gonna confuse I, people. Yeah, I totally just sold you out. There's probably someone who already has it. Yeah, I'm yeah, I bet you there is. So that person is gonna start getting a lot of likes. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's either gonna be at the Craft Beer Chronicles or CB Chronicles or the hmm. Beer Pope. By the time you hear this podcast, it'll already you'll already be a fan of that page, probably. Because there's only 25 of you. Uh, thanks again, Mom. Um, Lee. Mrs. Lee, you're cool. Lee, it's been such a pleasure having you on, man. I had an absolute blast. Thank you very much. Hey, you know, I had a good time coming out. A little nervous at first, but hey. No, hard. you absolutely killed it. And I'm sure, just like with the last one, everyone's going to be clamoring for you to take over as host. Oh, boy. Yeah. Maybe a little co-host situation. Right? Oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, yeah. Next one, Crafter Chronicles brought to you by Lee Sandways and Tony Bags. <laughs> I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking forward for your um, your next big beer party where we all just get shithoused and talk into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk now. <laughs> it's my turn to talk. Penis. <laughs> penis. I got my spotter. <laughs> we can play the penis game. Oh, God. Uh, we started, we, this was, this was ending quite nicely, and then we decided to do the penis game. Lee, <laughs> thank you very pleasure. much. Thank you. All of you listening at home, thank you very much, and yeah, stay tuned. Episode four, <laughs> hopefully coming a lot sooner than episode three and two. next episode? you have anything lined up? Um, so far, the only ones I have lined up are the homebrew panel, which I, again, love to have you on. Oh, I'd love to be on that. That'd yeah, be awesome. Love to have you on that. It's going to be a little bit more technical, and you may have to answer some of the same questions, so I'm going to have to try and think of some other ones. Um, or maybe that's when you could be my co-host, and as the home brewer, hey. I'm going to come up as like the non-knowledgeable person you can ask as the home brewer. All the fucked up hard questions. Home brewer, or home brewer to home brewer questions. <laughs> yeah, I think that would cool. be interesting. Stay in touch. Stay in tune for that. That'll probably not happen in, as, as well in that capacity, just because everyone's busy as shit. But again, from Craft Beer Chronicles and me, Shane, have a wonderful night.